there, folks. Welcome to today's episode of E Pluribus Unum. Today is Monday, so we're it's our Motivation Monday. We're going to go into the week talking about a new way of being a better person so that we can positively affect the people in our small sphere of influence and also ourselves. So today, we're actually going to take it back a little bit to last week's Parsha or Torah portion, which was Toldot as a quick recap of what happened in last week's Parsha. Rivka, Rebecca, gives birth to twin boys, Jacob and Esau. Esau is very red and hairy, and Jacob, they're twins, and Jacob is the younger one. And Esau, he's the firstborn, so he's guaranteed the birthright. But in a moment of weakness, he sells it to Jacob for a bowl of lentil soup. And later in the story, we learn that Isaac is about to bless Esau, but Jacob is the one, because he had purchased the birthright, who eventually gets the blessing, which maddens Esau to the point where he threatens Isaac's life, excuse me, Jacob's life, so Jacob has to run away, and that's where the Parsha ends. One other episode that happens in the Parsha is that Isaac grows wealthy in the land, and the Philistines grow envious, and the Philistines, in their enviousness, block up Isaac's wells. So a little bit of context in the desert, water is scarce and water has to be dug up through wells. So if you have herds and huge households to water, you need access to wells. And Isaac had wells that his father had dug and also that he had dug, but he was growing very wealthy and the Philistines were not happy about it. So they blocked up the wells. Now think about this. Isaac had something that the Philistines needed and wanted. The Philistines could have come to Isaac and said, hey, Isaac, can you please tell us how to dig wells? Because we need some. Or, hey, Isaac, can we please share these wells with you? We also have flocks to water. But no, instead, they stopped up the wells so that Isaac could not use them. But newsflash, they could not use them either after them being blocked up. And this, my friends, is what we call envy. And envy is what we're going to talk about this week and how we should not be envious and how envy is a damaging trait to us and also to the people whom we are envious of. We use jealousy and envy interchangeably, but there are actually differences between the two. Jealousy is being worried about losing something you already possess, especially when it's threatened by a third party. And we can think about this in terms of a relationship, If you have a spouse and the spouse is flirting with someone else, you are worried about losing your spouse to the third-party flirter. Envy is wishing you had something that someone else has and denigrating them for having it. As Dr. Stephen Marmer, who's a psychologist, he breaks down envy a little bit more because he says there's the first part, which is coveting, which is wanting what someone else has. But the envy part is what makes you denigrate them for having it and then trying to relieve them. Of the thing. Isn't it so interesting that that is in us as humans, that we, when we want something so badly, but we can't have it, we'd rather deprive someone else of it instead of, instead of just going without it ourselves or figuring out a way to get it. I mean, what childish id is that in us that says, if I can't have it, no one else can. I mean, we've seen kids act like this, right? If, if two kids are playing on the playground and one kid has a ball and the other kid, and he's not sharing, but the other kid wants it, the other kid will kick it away. Maybe you haven't seen this. Maybe you haven't worked with kids as much as I have. I've worked with a lot of kids and that happens very frequently and it makes no sense. It satisfies the 
person in the moment, great, I took the thing away from the person, but now the original person doesn't have it. And and the kid who kicked the ball away also doesn't have the ball. So it's childish and it's also pointless. Not that everything we do as humans is rational, though it should be, or at least it should be as much as possible. But envy is, we're told not to covet, you know, thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife and some other things belonging to thy neighbor. But coveting is not necessarily a bad thing. Coveting can be motivating. People work for a variety of reasons. You might work because it fills you with a sense of accomplishment, or you need the money because you're raising children, or you want the money to go on vacations. We work for a whole host of reasons. But coveting can be a motivator in our lives. If we see that someone has a position in our company, and we want to have that position, we might think, okay, how did they get there? We might try to follow their success. Or if someone has a Lamborghini, we might try to figure out how what they had to do to make the money to get that Lamborghini. Or if someone has a great singing voice, we might think about how we can work to also have a great singing voice. So wanting something can be a great motivator. It's the next step. It's the envy part that makes us, that brings out that if I can't have it, no one can thing. And that's just really, it's really something that we all have to stop with, both in our personal lives and also in society at large. Right? Where does the idea of redistributing the wealth come from? Or, you know, Occupy Wall Street, any of these things where we're harping on people who have more money than we do. Oh, they have more money than I do, so I want them to redistribute it to me. But, or I want them to give so much of it in taxes that they barely have any left. I guess that's even more the envy thing. We're trying to take it away from them. Or we're just, it doesn't necessarily have to be physically taking a way to fall into the envy category. Because imagine if you if you envy your friend's good looks. We could literally take away our friend's good looks by you know, scarring their face, but most of us aren't violent. So that's probably not the way we take away our friend's good looks, but we could take away our friend's good looks by constantly belittling how they look or telling them that, oh yeah, you look good, but you look like a slut or you look like a tramp or you're trying too hard. So we can be- we can take away their beauty in that sense. It's almost in line with gratitude for being happy with what we have. But I want to save gratitude for Thanksgiving. I, I, I mean, it's all wrapped up, all of these things about being happy with what we have and not wanting what other people have. But today we'll just focus on the not wanting what other people have. You know, we, we look at people who have more. And it's funny, we often look at people who have more in very physical sense of things and think, oh, I want that. But Judaism teaches something very interesting. And that is, in terms of spirituality and morals and intelligence, you should look upwards at people who have more than you and strive to be like them. But in terms of material wealth, we should look at people who are or who have less than us and be grateful for what we have. Because there are always going to be people who have more material goods than we do and people who have less. And there are going to be people who are smarter and funnier, more attractive and better workers and all those things than we are, but they're also going to be people who are less. So we can choose to be envious of the people above us and try to take it away, or we can look downward. And it's interesting how easy it is to look upward and be resentful instead of look downward and be grateful. Maybe that's just a natural human instinct, but then it's something that we have to work on. Because just because something's an instinct doesn't mean it's good. 
it's an instinct for kids when they're hit to hit back, but we teach them often not to hit back or to try to solve their problems with words, or it's an instinct for kids to whine when they're not getting their way, and we teach them that whining is not the best way to deal with things, but to have an actual conversation. So perhaps envy is just another childish instinct that we need to say, okay, this is an instinct, I'm aware of it, and now I'm going to work on it. Because maybe just because it's irrational. And I think if we can find some really spiritual reason for not engaging in a a negative thing, I think that's amazing and probably the highest level. But we can't all do that for everything. So sometimes it might just be a rational reason. For instance, with envy, saying, I'm, I still feel envious. And I'm not comfortable with people being richer than I am. But I'm also aware that if I take it away from, if I take their money away, I'm not going to get what I'm coveting. For instance, let's say you're real, let's say we're really envious of rich people, right? People who have $10 million. We're, we're envious of everyone who has $10 million and above. So we want them to redistribute the wealth, but they re- redistribute the wealth amongst 10 million people. Well, then each of those people doesn't have $10 million anymore. We don't have $10 million. So the thing that we covet, even if we might get some part of it, we're not getting the thing we actually want. We're just taking it away from the person who has it to make us feel kind of better. But then we'll just envy the person who has $1 million. We'll just keep on being envious of people who have more because the issue when you're envious, when we're envious, is not what people have it's something within us that isn't that can't be happy for other people and can't be happy with what we have for ourselves it's not external it's internal it's something childish and and bad that we need to work on and work on can mean both tamping it out completely you know i'm not going to feel envious anymore or turning our envy into something productive i am really envious that people have more money than me i'm going to figure out how they got all that money I'm really envious that people have a better job than I do. I'm going to figure out how they got to that. Because it's not our right to take anything away from anyone. And we can't can't take people's jobs. Who are we to take their job away just because we want it? That's theft. And we don't have any, just because we want it, we don't have any possession over it. They actually own it. So we can't take it from them. But we can figure out how they got there. Instead of stopping up someone's well... We can ask them how they dug it and so that we can then dig our own wells. And once we dig our own wells, we can share our wells with other people or teach other people how to dig wells. Envy is something that takes and the opposite of it is giving and sharing. And that seems like a much healthier way for us to lead our lives and to interact with people both on a personal level and on a larger social global sense. So don't be envious. Don't try to take things away from others. Try to build people up. So I guess that's it. Something we can go into this week, which is a week of Thanksgiving. So a week of gratitude, which we will talk about gratitude further, but not being envious of other people and not trying to take away what other people have because we want it is certainly a very important aspect of gratitude. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to E Pluribus Unum. I hope today's episode made you think or brought some clarity and positivity to your day. Subscribe to the show to always get the most recent episode directly to your device. Please leave a rating and a review and share the show with your family, friends, or anyone you think might benefit from a little Torah wisdom and conservative thoughts. 
For more of my thoughts and ideas I share from others, please follow me on Instagram at conservativejewishfemale or read my blog conservativejewishfemale.blogspot.com. The intro outro music is Chopin's Waterfall Etude. Have a great day.